AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at cox.com. Ask Ashley the podcast is sponsored by Cox. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. 
Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. It's episode 10, season 9 of the Fighting Club Podcast. Today I'm joined by John Bass. What's up? And we've got Flo in his fucking filth. Hello, back up in this bitch, man. It's been ages. It feels like it, yeah. How you been, boys? Not bad. Um, Saturday cheered me up. And yesterday, too. What happened yesterday? Arsenal. Oh, Arsenal. <laughs> well, no, so we, I definitely want to talk about the Arsenal game. Because oh, how, absolutely. Massive holes. Mass, massive holes oh, yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> but before we do that... Uh, Spurs, if, if you listen to the uh, preview episode with I did with Spooky last Friday on Skype, the thing we were just wanting out of this game was early goals and a dominant display. I know that's difficult, it doesn't come around often, but that's exactly what we got and everyone feels great now, right? Yeah, well as days go, the sunshine was glorious, uh, it, was, it was a good chance for a lot of people to go to their first games of the season, Ricky was there, which yeah. was nice. And exactly that. Started high tempo, scored early, and then just absolutely steamrolled them. So it was a lovely, lovely little end to the weekend. The first, the first half was a massive dominance, and it? It, mm. it was ridiculous how on top we were. And this is a team that had, the, I know, only four games in, but had the best defensive record in the Premier League. Well, yeah, they went to Old Trafford and won as well, so that's yeah. no mean feat. People laugh at United, but they beat Chelsea and you know they beat other teams there. Well, so they beat Leicester as well, yeah. didn't they? Mm. So, so they're no mugs there now. I think Palace were the last team well, they beat Arsenal at the Emirates, they beat Liverpool at Anfield, that's the last defeat they've had there. So In terms of under Hodgson, a smash yeah. and grab side they are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. and um, I mean, as you guys have alluded to, we scored first. If we scored first against Newcastle, it might have been a similar result. Yeah, the more yeah. and more I think about the Newcastle game following the Palace result, more I feel like it was an anomaly, not because we're suddenly fixed and Spurs are back. We are back, by the way, but but not because of that. But, but because, like I said in the last pod, it, there were moments where we could have snatched that game, and if we'd have scored early, Newcastle would have had to completely change the way they played. Or if we got the yeah. penalty, or if we got the penalty. But then the rest of the Newcastle game myself, as I look at that game, I look at the City game. If you've got one point out of two of those games, I think, well... Take... Well, yeah, maybe. Then obviously, you don't want to lose to Newcastle at home. No, or draw. But, you, but that's a point gained against City and, a, and, yeah. and against Arsenal because we lost those two games last season. Yeah, so you're just kind of looking at it from that angle. Yeah, especially if you look at that kind of league as a whole, I think like with, with City dropping points against Norwich, it's like kind of everyone's going to have that one game where they look back on and go, oh, that was the one they should have won. Mm. Like maybe Newcastle is just going to be that one for us where it's like oh that's annoying but actually it happens in the course of a season at least in the weekend like you say that, that uh, Norwich actually beat Man City which seems you know, is disappointing I'm upset mm. about in, it, a, in a way mm. <laughs> it's, it's a bad thing in it where we're yeah. just wanting Man City to win because we don't want Liverpool to win the league pretty much but uh, yeah they're fucking flying and, and if 
I've already accepted the fact that Liverpool can win the league now. They'll win it eventually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got a question from Jamie Daly, 1995. He says, is there any occasion where you'd want a player to show the opposition, opposition fans the score before the end of the game? I only enjoyed Delhi's 2-0 when the final whistle went and we'd won. So this is in reference to Grandozzi doing 2-1 to the Watford fans yeah. when they were 2-1 up. And being pillared at the time. When, yeah. when Dele Alli did it against <laughs> Arsenal, yeah. we were on top. You got a bottle in the head as well. <laughs> yeah, so he was being reactive. Yeah. In this instance, those like screws well and truly turned on Arsenal. And um, yeah, he stuck his two on his two on fingers up. Um, I, I didn't like it against um, Arsenal when Ali did it, only because Eric Dyer had gone so early a month beforehand. Mm. Oh, I fucking loved it, I'm sorry. Yeah, I do too, I do too, but a little part of you when you're watching it, it's like, oh, come on. But isn't isn't that like the whole thing with, with doing like that sort of thing, is that you, you take the risk, if it pays off, you're absolutely balling. Yeah, yeah. If it goes down the pan, you're going to get absolutely rinsed. So yeah. I kind of admire anyone who's prepared to just go, fuck it, I'm doing it. But we pay, though. We pay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. ultimately we pay. I mean, that Dar one, you know, his dog got that picture up and he puts his finger to his oh, lips. It was beautiful. I think we all remember the Darren Bent one. Do you remember when we were Pivot Charlton. And Did Charlton. he do that against us? We yeah. beat him 3 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. He got so much grief. Yeah, and, and Arsenal players have done that to us as well I think Walcott Walcott, yeah. Walcott did it he was getting part of coins what was it 5-2 he put up wasn't it? no 2-0 yeah, that was the FA Cup one but I think that kind of shows the development Spurs have had and the belief that we have in ourselves now and the confidence we have is that our players are willing to do what Arsenal players used to do to us when they were so much better than us Yeah. so it, it's overall a positive thing I think um, yeah as long as you win it's great yeah. if you don't win then you kind of just can't put it to one side <laughs> you just can't deal with it yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah massive massive result 4-0 at home to Palace um, and, and it wasn't just that That first half was about as dominant as I've, I've seen us in many many years and it's been months and months near on a year since we last did it I think Bournemouth at home at Wembley yeah was that December time yeah I think yeah. it would be Everton 6-2 week before that which, well. was, which was the most complete Tottenham display yeah. I've ever seen yeah was that a week before that? It was in the same month. Right, the same right, month. right. Um, but it's been a long time since we've we've been dominant and controlled the game the way that we did. It was great to see. Yeah, it felt like we've been like due that, not by performance, but just kind of law of averages. Because we do go through spells where we just fucking smash teams like three, four, five nils. Mm. And I felt like, yeah, we haven't really clicked. Obviously, it's very early in the season, but you do feel like it's only a matter of time for like a, a performance like that to come out the bag. Sergio Rio side is what we wanted. I was happy, happy to see that. Cole yeah. uh, yeah. weren't things to be fit. He was on the bench, right? I don't know if he was on the bench. I I'm, I'm not even sure if he was on the bench. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Look, it, the fact is that Aurelio played a natural right back. And in the first half especially, I thought he was weird, like very, very comfortable. Yeah. Up against Zaha and, and Townsend. I think they switched at times. But up against two, these, well, in Zaha, I think a potentially elite forward. And Townsend, you know, we know what Andrews Townsend is. Yeah. And he coped uh, 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 right back. And not only coped, he kind of set up the third, third goal. Yeah, yeah, Son's volley. It's, it's one of them weird things where normally like, when a player's out, their stock kind of rises because they yeah. get it better because they're not <clears> playing. His has worked the other way where everyone's just like kind of written him off. Like, oh, he's at, he must be shit. Like, he's, he's crap. Like, we need to get rid of him. Need replacements, blah, blah, blah. But I think actually, like, his, his kind of performance in that game does show what he's capable of. Mm. And actually, he's had quite a few of those performances for Spurs. It's just that it's all the other shit that goes with it, like injuries and occasional mistakes. 
But actually, he was he was really really good. And if that had been a new signing doing that on his like home debut, we'd yeah, be, be absolutely raving. raving about him. And, and I think he has been cast aside somewhat in the minds of Spurs players, Spurs fans, because of those mad mistakes he made yeah. in really important games. Juve, he got sent sent off, or Juve gave away a penalty, conceded a penalty. Um, but as a backup fullback, which is what he is, to, to kind of have the game that he did, certainly in the first half, to deliver that ball over to Son, you know, these are qualities you don't often find, certainly in a backup fullback. And no doubt that if Carl Walker Peters was fit, he would have started. But the fact is, Aurier, he has the right attitude because he saw the comments that he made at uh, the end of the transfer window where he said that, um, that he asked to leave he felt like he wasn't going to get in the first team but Spurs blocked it and said you can't leave you've got to stay and he said for me that was the, the fact that they, had, they trusted me to do a job on the pitch and he's you know first start of the season and more than delivered yeah and I liked him in the Champions League last season he had a few good games in a row there Dortmund especially yeah mm. but he you know gets injured a lot he's erratic but I feel that he has what Pochettino wants in the fallback I'm not even sure how we'll get on this season. I, might, I mean, Palace were fucking awful. I mean, yeah. we've drawn a lot before the Palace are pretty dreadful. And they made it easy for him, I think. I think Zaha was on, the, was on um, Danny Rose's side a lot anyway, so mm. wasn't really up against much. But, you know, I think next week would be a tougher test against Leicester. So if he comes through with that unscathed, then you know, it might be, might be there. Pochettino said on, on Aria, said, I think he was very happy. We're happy too. I think the performance was great. First half was fantastic, and his concentration, uh, his concentration and focus was also great. Uh, Bardi mentioned on the Exchange podcast, could Oria be this season's Musa Sissoko? <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's quite bold. It is quite bold, but then if someone had said like Musa Sissoko would be the standout player this season, I think they'd have got laughed out of the room. Mm. So you never know. I think for me, like the, the minimum kind of requirement is that Aurier pushes Walker Peters for a starting berth because that will make them both perform better, yeah. and that's ultimately what we need right now because we can't obviously until January make any changes to that position. So it's just about getting the maximum amount of of the right backs we got available, and if it's a difference between like Aurier playing there or like Sanchez having to do a job there, like you see the difference in someone whose natural position is yeah. is right back. Like it makes a massive difference the way they receive the ball, like their positioning. So. If he can stay fit and push like Carl Walker Peters, I think that makes Spurs just stronger in terms of like going forward. Brian McCap, he's P. Mac, Mac P. Oh, right. Not McCap. I should have, shouldn't have made it all lower again. Yeah, that's your cunt. That's right. <laughs> uh, if you needed Toby to hit a target from a ball from distance to save the lives of your entire family, how far away could he be from the target, and you still be confident he would hit it? He, he's, he's <laughs> deliveries in that first half were insane. Lord of the Pings, isn't it? Lord of Lord, the Pings. That is, that's exactly what it is. And I think, who's the commentator? Was it, uh, I can't remember, it doesn't matter. But he was talking about the difference between Sacco and... Uh, Tony Gale was the commentator. Was it? Yeah. Sacco and... Uh, Kale. 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 Compared to Vertonghen and Alavera. They yeah. said both sets of defenders can play. Like they can defend well. They're, they're playing at the level they are because they are quality defenders. But the, the difference between the two was the elite distribution of our centre-backs and, and the kind of pretty average distribution of theirs. And when you've got an outlet like Zaha and Townsend on pace, you'd think that if Alderweireld and, and Vertonghen were in the, the Crystal Palace centre-back pairing, that they would have found them players. But Sacco especially looked 
so out of his depth. That's his first the... game in about nine months. Yeah, now. yeah. So, so it's probably a bit rushed him back. Probably a bit harsh. So, uh, so how far would you? How far away from a target would would Dalibero need to be for you not to be confident that he would save your family's life? Fifties. Oh, 50 yards? 50 well, is, is the target like a man size? Because if it's like a penny, then I want him quite close. He'd have to, he'd have to, he'd have to play a ball so that... So like archery? It, well, it would land on Son's toe. Yeah, okay. So And, and, and Son's, within Son's allowed to move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even as when one attempt, it's going to be like 20 yards. If he had like three or four attempts, yeah, maybe... And, and there's no, no other players around. I, I would, I'll be confident about 70 metres. Yeah, if he's just pinging it. Yeah, because if you look at him, he's, he's playing in Premier League games with like sixty thousand people watching him. <clears throat> players moving, running, and he and he doesn't like miss it in controllable distance many times in a game. If he's yeah. under no pressure and no one around him, and all he's got to do is just hit it straight. He probably did it ten times out of ten. He probably would. Yeah, he'd probably do it most times. I think he could do it any any yeah. distance yeah. that a human being can kick. He'd probably be able to do. It. Like, like I think the difference as well is like, and I, I guess actually I've, what I've got wrong here is the pressure is that an entire family could die if he doesn't do it so actually there's yeah. quite a lot of pressure on it but in normal circumstances when you see like players warming up the shit they do when they're under no pressure yeah. is fucking ridiculous yeah, it's mad. so yeah. they would be able to do that quite comfortably the funniest thing is Mustafi he does some really worldy stuff when he's like warming up then <laughs> <laughs> when the game starts he's just fucking rubbish again <laughs> can, we, can we talk about Arsenal now? Whenever you I mean, want, mate. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the game's done. We've talked about the game. Yeah, we well, smashed them up. There's a couple more oh, bits I want to talk about the game but oh. just, just as you mentioned Arsenal I think it'd be funny to do it now so um, obviously, I'm watching the cricket. The last day of the Ashes, England have to win, beat Australia to, just to draw the series. And I've, bearing in mind, I've, I've spent my entire summer watching this yeah. Ashes and boring the fuck out of everybody in the yes. WhatsApp group. Because I, I, I need someone to talk to and I fully <laughs> appreciate that they don't know, or well, they do know, but they're not interested yeah. in what I have to say. So I've watched this entire Ashes and the World Cup before it, well into it. And I hear that Arsenal conceded a goal against Watford. He's missed a part of the story, out. What was it? So oh. this is what happened, yeah. So the game's happening, I think it's 2-1. I'm out, so I'm not even watching the game. Okay. And Phil screams, caps lock, fuck it, I'll get in. Oh, oh right, right. Like, Is it 2-2? Two, two? Is it 2-2? Two, two? It's like fucking cricket, like, fuck's sake. And, and, and the bigger confusion is that Barney was saying something else. Yeah. So that I thought he was talking about the game. He thought I was talking about the, uh, about the game as well, but really I was talking about the cricket. We took a Classic really important wicket. Anyway, um, yeah, so yeah. I started watching it, and it, like, in terms of the fact that Watford have bottom of the league, been horrendous this year, and they destroyed Arsenal. And how they got two goals out, how they got actually scored even two goals, even in the first half, they weren't that great, as I, as I understand it. But in the second half, the stuff that I saw is they were just being torn to pieces over and over again. <laughs> and uh, Lee Dixon said in commentary, I can't believe what I'm seeing. These are the most rudimentary footballing mistakes <laughs> I've ever seen. It was like watching a semi-pro side. Fucking hell. Oh, God. Watford, like, tore them to pieces. I saw that stat earlier, which was like, the, the team who got relegated with the least points, that Derby County yeah. side, after five games, Arsenal have conceded more chances against them yeah, than they did. Uh, Derby County conceded 82 in, after five games, chances on goal, and <laughs> Arsenal conceded 90, 96. <laughs> 
But it's okay, because they spent fucking loads on Pepe and another attacking player that they didn't need, the stupid little rats. That was so weird. They yeah. think like they've they've spent two hundred million pounds on their front line and Spurs have scored more goals than they have this year. It's, it's ridiculous. But I think the reason they bought Pepe is that they're probably the only club who are gonna accept that um instalments yeah. you know, Littlewood's catalogue payment <laughs> type plan well, that, 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 got going on. that deal went through so quickly that you think like they must have been over the moon for that to get that offer. Yeah. Even yeah. if it wasn't instalments. Yeah. yeah. Um and it's just it's kind of I feel like Arsenal fans have got pretty hyped. Yeah. As they always do. Massively. And after five games, after for so long just throwing Wenger under the bus, saying we've got a sack him, after five games, some of them are already going, I think he has to go. <laughs> I've seen a few. I've, I've, I've had, I mean, um, on the way here, I listened to... Um, got to go. <laughs> I listened to Football Week in a totally football show. It's like music in my ears. is an absolute panning from all of them. <laughs> Did they? What, what are they saying? Oh, well, they're saying that um, the mistakes that Emery's making, he might not see the season out. <laughs> what, um, what, in, in terms of, like, that's a little bit harsh because they're trying to play out the back like everywhere else top side, right? Yeah. Which is, like, for a football fan, horrendous thing to witness, but probably... The right thing, yeah. the, the right thing to do. But Socrates, um, it was a very bad individual mistake. Mm. That led to it. So, like in the same way as with individual errors at Spurs, the manager can only compensate for so much. Yeah, but I think it's the case of the players reading the situation because mm. um, I don't even know why I'm fucking even defending Arsenal. But it's like from what you're saying about the second half, they were really under the cosh. Mm. And if they're getting a battering, maybe to say, look, I'm going to pull rank here and kick the ball further to take the pressure yeah. off you guys because. You know, but anyways, it's funny seeing them get smashed, and it's like um, it's like a feast or famine, because you know what if Kane gets that penalty against them and we win three two, yeah, yeah. Uh, suicidal and oh now, and they honestly like this isn't just a Spurs fan talking. This is someone who's watched football for many many years, yeah, as I have. Uh, he they they look weak. The shit, mate. They look weak. They've got a weak fan base. Yeah. They've got a weak mentality in their in their um in their players. And I think they've got a weak manager as well. Yeah. So I'm, I, can't, I was trying to look for it just then. There was a tweet um, this bloke made. He said, I'm about to explain this tweet. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you yeah. get it up? Yeah. So this, this guy um, has obviously watched or, or seen European football. And he was referring to a game in 2008 uh, between Valencia and, and Real Madrid. And Real Madrid. Okay. And um, he said that I've had to explain this image that I'm about to to show. And what this image was was a, um, you know, like they they have the the players and who scored when the yellow cards yeah, were made yeah, yeah. and a timeline. So uh, yeah, he he showed this this picture up and goes, I'm going to have to explain this for the like millionth time. He says Unai Emery. It's in 2008, uh, Valencia against Real Madrid. Unai Emery had a one goal lead against ten men. Okay. The ten men equalised, then got another red. Against nine men, Unai Emery's 11 men went on to, <laughs> to go from 1-all to 4-1 uh, against. <laughs> they then got a late goal to make it 4-2, two, 2-4. Uh, uh, and now look at the, the players that Emery had. Yeah, go on. And in that side, there was uh, Yaquin, David Silva, Mata, David Villa. Fucking hell. Uh, Albelda. <laughs> Albelda and uh, Morientes came Jesus off the bench. Christ. <laughs> And this is this is a manager who consistently finished, you know, fourth in the league and won Europa League. Yeah, yeah. Competitions. What I would say to you is, would you swap him for Pochettino if it guaranteed Europa League success and a top four finish? 
I think you know the answer to that, Flav. What, what is it? No, Why? obviously not. Why? He's, he's, he's got silverware. Yeah, but Potch is the daddy, mate. He's my daddy. I, like, I told you I like him more than my own dad, despite all the bacon sandwiches for multiple years. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Potch is the man. Em- Emery's a, a bottle job. I think. Mm. I think he's like tactically, he's probably all right in certain games, but I think when it matters, he bottles it. And I feel like their signings this summer were like to placate their like spoiled brat fans who wanted, they wanted big signings. And they're all kind of like making excuses for the manager and for the club. Like David Luiz is a shocking signing. Like everybody can see that he's not what they needed. And they're going, well, we did get something about We've got David Luiz, he's paid yeah, for and they're... Across China as well. Yeah, exactly. So mm. for me, it's like, yeah, they're getting what they deserve, basically. Hunin Son. Yes. How good is that kid? Oh my god! Like he's ridiculous, isn't it? Because it's like you, you look at our attacking line with Kane, uh, Deli Ali hasn't barely played this year. Um, you've got Lucas Moura again hasn't been kind of fancy at the last couple of games, and then you've got Hunmin Song, who is on fucking fire. Is it's it's ridiculous how good that kid yeah. is. Yes, I mean what I mean. As far as I'm after the Arsenal game. They were just running scared from it. They just didn't. You know, only can see look, look at the players' faces when every time someone gets the ball, they just don't want any part of it. Yeah. You know, and uh, when Son gets the ball, you know, as I said many moons ago on this podcast, you hear the seats clack up because you know something's going to happen when he gets yeah. the ball. And it's just so clinical as well, you know. Um, the important thing about his performance against Palace, as opposed to Arsenal, is yeah. that he was always going to get space to run into against Arsenal. They were always going to attack us yeah. and there'd be plenty of space for him to break with. And we saw it over and over again at the Emirates. That's what happened. Against Palace, he wasn't going to get that. He didn't get that. deep, yeah. So yeah, not exactly. So it's a different type of game you've got to play. And it's yeah. in those games. Look, if you think about Son's um, attributes, he's, he's a kind of key uh, contribution to the game. He's getting the ball, running direct, and getting a shot off if you can. And scoring because his technique's so good on both feet. But against Palace, he didn't get that opportunity. But did... You know, ran at the right time to get the goal. It was the ball from Alvaro? It came over the top, didn't it? You mean the one for the volley? No, for the first goal. Might have been actually. Might yeah, have been the Soko, yeah. wasn't it? Or was the Soko? No, it doesn't matter. But, yeah. uh, so, so, so he had to show something in that split second, and that was about his pace and and kind of directness and, and his finishing ability. But by and large, it was about slow, tiny bits of movement. How do I pull up a man? How do I give myself? A, a couple of yards in order to impose myself in the game and it was just fantastic and it weren't just the goals either mm. that's the thing though it's like all good players if you if the team is not kind of like getting the best out of your best players then it's hard for them to kind of express themselves and I think the reason that he, he looked like he was like getting into good spaces is because we were moving the ball so much quicker so like when we had a chance to like break against Palace it was like getting to him and their like defenders weren't parked on the edge of their box they were like, a little bit more advanced so he's got somewhere to like, t- like challenge them and take them on yeah. and I think that just came from like I thought players like Winks and Ericsson really set the tempo like for the game and that allowed him to like do what he does best which is just ruin people well, tempo is really interesting because the, the, the moment it kicked off it was like yeah. we were up for this yeah straight away yeah. and there was talk, talk about this like meeting that the players had and you know I've heard about it so many times oh, yeah. the player meeting a lot of things were said a lot of, fucking, a lot of angry voices <laughs> but we came out of it much happier they had this meeting as I understand it, there definitely was a meeting. I, I mean, if you believe... I guess there's a meeting every week, but yeah. Yeah. And it was like, from the start, it was like, this is our game and we're going to impose ourselves. And it was just fucking incredible to see. And you just hope that whatever motivated them to start and play against Palace the way that they did, 
just carries on. Because mm. if it does, we're going to be a very difficult team to beat. I think having two games a week helps you get into a rhythm. Yeah. Mm. So the start of the season was quite stop stop the international break, and there's one game a week. But you've got a game on Wednesday, Saturday, the following week against Colchester. So the games are coming thick and fast, and it'll help them get into a rhythm a lot more. And they'll probably involve a lot more players as well, because... Um, Listen, Lucas Moore has not started the last couple of games. So maybe maybe he'll get a run out, and because um, Potts kind of alluded that he might switch things around a bit. Yeah, and, and I dread to think what that means because it, <laughs> maybe he might be like. Was it, was it, I think I remember the exact word he used, but it, I can't, it was something like a, there might be an interesting lineup or something like that. Yeah. And, and we've seen him play him <laughs> yeah. um, in some left wing back in the cup final, so God knows what that that means. We've got to win. We have to win that game. Um, just about the meeting one more thing I think with Spurs is and Pochettino's biggest challenge at this stage after four years five years of managing the club largely with the same set of players is motivation it's a difficult thing to do and if they have had this this meeting and it that the result was that they they played with the intensity that they did against Palace then it may be that we've unlocked the key that, that 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 you know, Pochettino's platitudes inside the dressing room are not working in the way that they did once. But by our players talking to each other, we've perhaps got to a position now where they're going to play for each other again. The thing is, it's, it's difficult. Like, if you look at, like, the cycle of a team, when, like, Pochettino took over and it was like, well, Spurs have the youngest average age and they need to learn and they need to become more mature and the players need to get game management. Well, those players are at that point now where they do feel like they actually know how to manage games and actually know what to do. So the challenge then becomes like, right, well, they actually think that they've got an opinion on how we should play and what we should do. Mm. And that's a different challenge for Poch in terms of how he like manages those players and gets like what he needs to do out of them. And I'd say what was as impressive as smashing them 4-0 in the first half was yeah. the way we absolutely put them away in the second half by just passing them to death and not mm. exerting ourselves. I think Spurs of two years ago, that might have finished 4-2. Yeah, exactly. Or 5-2. We, you know, and yeah. just and injuries and just stupid stuff like that game was just buried at half time, and there was no way Palace were getting into that. And I think that shows you how far we've come. Yeah, no, exactly that. You know, avoiding injury, managing, managing the game. You know, the way the league is now, um, it's almost like there's three or four different leagues in one. Yeah. So we know what we've got to do to beat a team like Palace, and we did it. So, mm. and then I, I think I kind of where we finished this season is how well we beat the teams that we should beat mm. at home especially. Uh, there's lots more to talk about in, in the second half. We're going to stop now. But we've got to uh, talk about fan shaming. There's been a lot going on. Yeah, um, I mean, with the fan knitting and yeah, in the novel. We'll, we'll talk about it in a second and preview Olympiacos as well after this break. Talk. I never, uh, I was never really into Tupac. Why though? Um, it's because he's black. <laughs> uh, no, because I, I just didn't think he was as good as uh, Biggie, and that was great. Yeah. But I think he's good in other ways, though. Is he P- yeah. politically? Not, yeah. I mean, he's not someone who's going to flip a word five times like a cool G rap. Mm. But a lot of the a lot of stuff he does, it's pretty good. But I guess he's good in another way. Do you know what else divides opinion? Go on. Uh, the the young lady knitting at the football match. Yeah, fan shaming. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's like kink shaming, but football fans. Yeah. <laughs> so you, this is uh, something you you've had a bugbear with this week, T. Um, I wouldn't say I've had a bugbear, but in the past I would have probably been a lot more angrier about it than I am now. What are we talking about? Um, so there's a lady who was knitting at the game. Wow. Against Palace. Against Palace, and um, someone took a picture and put it on social media, mm. basically shaming her. Saying, uh, to be fair, I'm not even seen the tweet, I've seen the picture, but I've not seen the, the initial tweet. Yeah, yeah. And I think someone else is reading the novel. 
don't know if it was at half time or lastly <laughs> another guy was eating a massive pizza yeah that didn't go anyway got a lot of love for that if I'm so um, <laughs> I'm trying to think I swear in a chapter it said horny and mobile that was a, that was a, that was a, that was a chapter so um oh, so they got two, 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 they take these two pictures and they put them on social media says, oh, this is a, you know, body saying something along like that, it's a disgrace, yeah. you know, we need passionate fans and there's people coming here and there. Yeah. And it's, it's a little bit kind of, you know, bit of gatekeeping. And I'm just at a point now where when we, when we saw the stadium, what it was going to be like, this was always going to happen. Yeah. And if you're going to be angry, at Spurs official, don't act, don't shame these people because yeah. they, don't, they don't deserve it. And watch comes to a game next week. And people are, you know, shouting in their face. She doesn't deserve that. Mm. You know, it's the club that have made this happen. Just one punch. <laughs> Just Where? one. Where? In the neck. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, I understand what you're saying, T. Uh, I, I think the biggest problem about this is that we, for so long, have laughed at Arsenal fans for having this exact same thing. Yeah. I, think that's, I think that's the main thing why people are upset. Yeah. I yeah. understand that. Yeah. And when I saw the picture of, uh, a young lady knitting or embroidery might have been embroidery mm. uh, at the game my, my first feeling was, was embarrassed by it mm. I was embarrassed that that was happening at our football club and then after kind of thinking about it a little bit more I realised that it's that's just the way the game has gone yeah and like gentrification of football fan uh, has been happening for many many years we've been talking about this on the podcast since we started yeah. is that the, the the working class football fan is being removed for a different breed. And ultimately, the football club, i.e. Daniel Levy or any, any top flight football club really, are only interested in people paying for their seat. And they don't care what happens. In fact, they'd rather than behave and sit down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter to Daniel Levy if that person isn't watching the game is more concentrated on, on the knitting. I don't like it. I don't, you know, want. I don't want that out there on social media. And another issue I had was the guy who took the picture. Yeah, like, we know that this exists. We know mm-hmm. it's going to happen at Spurs. Like, let's hide it. But don't who, fucking tell everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking, who benefits? Um, the woman doesn't benefit yeah. because she's probably going to be targeted. Mm. Um, us as fans don't benefit because it makes us look stupid. Looking at West Ham, Chelsea, and Arsenal fans putting it you on know, WhatsApp. Yeah. And all you're doing is getting likes and retweets. Uh, from yeah. fans that are not of your football club. If that's what your, your, your aim is. It's just like Arsenal fan TV, but in picture form. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I just think like the whole, the whole thing is like misdirected uh, anger, basically. Yes. Because what it is, is, is people going, right, well, I would prefer if there were really like passionate fans like me in the ground. But that is, like, like T said, like we've all said... That's not that woman's fault or that guy who's reading the book's fault. He's seen as a ticket available and he thinks that'd be a fun thing to do in no, the afternoon. No, he's, he's gone with a mate. He's gone with a mate who wants someone to talk to beforehand. He might take the, the other person's taking his wife or girlfriend. Maybe, maybe and they're maybe. not interested and they've just found themselves in this stadium. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But either way, by taking a picture of that person and putting it again, look at these fucking melts. You're directing at the wrong people. Like the game has changed, and I do feel like. Um, the Arsenal thing is, is really important because I always felt, especially in the kind of last few years, that they were kind of like the commercial, like they'd sold out basically, they'd sold their soul and that we were still a proper football club. Yeah. And I think everyone was concerned that when you start going into the realms of like, we want to compete with the Real Madrids and the Barcelonas of this world. Because they all have that. Because they all have that. They all have that aspect of like commercial value and we're no longer fans, we're clients or customers. 
Like that is the game. That's not Tottenham Hotspur. That is the that is the culture of football now. It's shifting away from what made it so brilliant, what we mm. love about it. And it's one of those things. Do you pick on some innocent, like casual knitter and take it out on her, or do you actually think, well, actually, this is a wider epidemic in the game, and there's no point in just digging someone out for a lovely bit of like cross stitch? Well, are you eager to move on? Because you did get a question which kind of relates to this a little bit. Well, what is the question? Uh, similar question. So, um, so Tom Foynes says. Um, Considering the hundreds of remaining empty seats at the stadium for these games, what do you reckon is the real reason people can't stand the idea of some South Korean fans being in the ground and enjoying themselves? So this and it's capitalised racism, <laughs> which is quite clever. So this is, uh, um, oh, throughout the whole question, yeah. uh, R-A-C. That's fucking... That is so layered. When you said it, I was like, yeah, yeah, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so he's talking about the, the amount of <laughs> Korean fans that we have yeah. because of some... Um, what I didn't realise, it's only become apparent in the last six or seven months, like how big a star that geezer is. Yes. Like he's David Beckham, but almost tenfold because yeah. their fans are more fervent than, than ours. Yeah. Um, so you're going to get... Well, the, the biggest shot for me was Bournemouth away last year which is probably the hardest ticket in... in and maybe... Actually, I think Bournemouth Way had... 500 points. Which was higher than Arsenal, right? Possibly, yeah. yeah. smaller capacity. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the, the capacity is like, what is it? 900 seats, something like that? No, well, yeah. And there was at least... At least 10 South Koreans there. Yeah. And I'm, I, I don't know how they... Firstly, I have no idea how they got 10 tickets together. Maybe the player saw it. Maybe. But even then, it seems like a lot. Yeah. Um, so I can understand the frustrations because there there are ten Spurs fans who've been following Tottenham way before Hoon Song turned up that perhaps didn't get to that go to that game. Mm-hmm. So I understand where that frustration is, um, and I'm sure it's heightened that the, the animosity about it is heightened by the fact that he isn't Harry Kane. He's not yeah. a white English guy. He is. I mean. It would be an issue if he was crap. Yeah. Let's yeah. face it. Yeah. And um, everyone has a starting point to support a team. And we've had this conversation too many times. Um, you know, I supported Spurs because of Glenn Hoddle. Mm. You know, I mean, obviously Hoddle is English, so it's not really, it's not, it's not like supporting because of Hume Min Son. But we might get, we might get a lot of them staying, sticking around. And when we had um, Sandro, there's a few Brazilian vintage team knocking about as well. So, um... It's just, it's just the way the modern game is. I don't, and sometimes they try and get involved in the culture. They wear the shirt. Sometimes they try and join in the songs as well. Mm. Um, I think like the, the kind of racism thing. I can understand what he's getting at there mm. because I, I've mentioned this before. But it, there was, I think, do you remember in the shirt we had that had like the, the hatch? Yeah, the, the sash. Sash, sash. Sash. Sorry, sorry. And there were a group of Spurs fans just picked up a. South Korean support, an East Asian, an East, an East Asian. No, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I couldn't tell, but I'm pretty sure he's South Africa, <laughs> South Asian, South Asian is India. Fuck! <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was South Korean. Yeah. Anyway, they held him up in the air and, and just chanted Hum Min Song. Yeah. And, and the, to be fair, the guy was enjoying himself. It was affectionate. And then they sang about Wasabi as well. And nah, Wasabi is from Japan. Brilliant. So, right. okay. so I mean, the, I think that there's a, a wider discussion there is about how do we kind of help fix the, the atmosphere. If the challenges are that there are going to be people coming to the game who aren't really interested, i.e. other halves or girlfriends, and then there are an element that go because they support a player rather than the club, 
and we end up with an atmosphere that isn't as good as we hoped it could be, despite having this incredible new football stadium, is what can be done to encourage a better atmosphere. And the only thing, I don't want to say it, the only thing I can think of that would work is some sort of fan coalition working with the club to get people, like-minded fans together, mm. like 1882. Yeah. Where there is a section that sings and I think it was a little bit idyllic thinking that because there was a part lane and, and a uh, shelf side previously that that was going to transition to the new stadium yeah. and maybe a kind of conscious effort needs to be made in order to get these people together yeah because they've probably got to move seats around because um, as, mm. as I understand it you can't move your seat forever no they're going to have to reconsider that at some stage mm. because um it can't continue as it is. I mean, the atmosphere is not great, but it's only Palace. It's not a derby or anything. And at the old stadium, it wasn't exactly... Um, no, it happened. It wasn't exactly Dortmund no. every yeah. week, was it? No, it was exactly the same. It was exactly the same. But, you know, at White Hart Lane, I, so many times... The, the reason why we started 1882 all those years ago yeah. is because there were some games that, that gave us the opportunity to get like-minded fans together mm. to sing at a football match. Because, by and large, the atmosphere, even eight or nine years ago... Uh, seven years ago yeah. weren't what we hoped it would be mm. and that was the old white lane so I think to, to <clears> kind of throw the fact that there there is a con, kind of a commercial interest in, in, in what the club want in terms of football fans and match day going fans to kind of throw that as the reason for there being no atmosphere is probably oh, it's why you're wasting your time yeah that's the thing with John said anger mm. Mm. yeah for sure uh, Olympiacos uh, apparently are pretty naughty. Yeah, yeah apparently so. Um, um, a couple of stats I heard earlier on is that they've won eight out of, eight out of their nine games in all comps this mm. season. Um, and I mean, English, English clubs don't don't fare well there either. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was uh, five out of six, I think. Last last time we've gone there, uh, and and it's in part down to the uh, kind of atmosphere and the kind of oppressive nature that Olympiacos fans create. Yeah, apparently the away ends are fucking shit out. I think there's only, I think at Besiktas there's only one toilet. I think um, there might be just two toilets in the entire thing. I love that though. That's a, exactly. Yeah, make it horrible. Yeah. But why would it be nice? No toilets. Yeah. No toilets. No toilets. No, no, yeah. no beverages. Yeah. No toilets. Yeah, you can have a pint of sand. If you want. And someone will piss on you if yeah. you want. Yeah. But, but that's the only kind of... Yeah. That's what you're getting. Refreshment you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what football should be. Yeah. 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 Um, but th- there's kind of some issues around um, football violence and people getting stabbed. I think a uh, Burnley fan got stabbed. Oh. Uh, not that. No. Well, you know, you've got to be pretty unlucky if you firstly end up supporting Burnley <laughs> um, and not only end up supporting Burnley, but support them at a time when they, they're in the European competition. Burnley have only... That their, their city only holds 70,000 people to then go away in Europe and then be stabbed because of the football team support. Like, that is like winning the lottery or losing the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's like quite unlucky. bitten by a shark. Yeah, it's losing the lottery of life, basically, yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, so some warnings have gone out about to Spurs fans about if you are travelling, don't walk around the, the kind of. Do you, do you remember any of their players? Olympiakos is? Yeah. That um, someone from. I don't know if it's Serbian or Croatian, but he used to have rolled down the top of a massive head. He was bald. What? 
When? And his name escapes me. <laughs> mid mid noughties. <laughs> I don't remember. I can't think of any of their players. Who the fuck's played for them? I don't remember the people shouting. Janakopoulos used to play for Inter. He was at Olympiacos, I think. Janakopoulos played for Bolton. Yeah, but he was also at Olympiacos. Oh. I'm sure he was. What? I'm, how, check that. But I'm, how, how do you feel about the uh, Champions League group? Like, it's all right. I mean, the thing. This is exactly like what we were kind of talking about before. Is like how fans can become spoiled. Is and I was talking to someone. Uh, today about this at work which is like we've now got to a point where actually Champions League is kind of the norm mm. and we've played like most of the biggest clubs in Europe mm. so now it's just like oh I'm excited for Bayern yeah yeah, which is mental because before it was like qualifying for Europe was amazing then qualifying for Champions League was amazing and any team like playing at home I was buzzing for and now it's like oh, I can't wait to play Bayern because we haven't played them so I'm putting myself in the big baby category of like spoiled fan. Yeah. But I think it, we can definitely get out of the group and that's what we should be looking that's to all, do. It's all like, we need. Just get out of the group and then see where we go. So a, a kind of a win would be delightful. Oh, a, draw, yeah. a draw would be fine. Well, you've seen a Pochettino quote there, but yeah. What did he say? He says, I don't care if, there's a, if there are injury worries ahead of the game because we're going to rotate anyway because we're going to play Saturday and then in the Carabao Cup so we've got many games. Mm. So, yeah, he's going to rotate. Yeah. And what does that mean for the defence? Mm. Or say with who? Because Sanchez not fit. Maybe he puts some Ben Davis. Um, Alex Happy. Yeah, Ben Davis. I could see as centre back. That'd be fine. Um, it'd be centre back. Well, well, who else? I was going left back. Yeah, I think I think he's definitely going to play left back. I would have thought so. Yeah, because Rose has played every game. Hasn't All right. It? So who plays centre back then? Uh, to be fair, know? yeah, it could it could just be Jan and Toby, and then he'll rotate maybe. Carabao Cup games and stuff like that which is quite they, away, they, they, can, they can play at this stage of the season they can play Olympiacos away and then play Leicester you've got to bear in mind that Vertonghen missed the first few games yeah. that's true so yeah, yeah, he's not exactly um, worn out yeah also though is, is like Dyer is fit now and he's not going to get central midfield positions is he he's not going to get a position but what I'm saying is, if he's going to play, he's probably going to play centre half. So well, that's not a bad shot. To be I fair. wouldn't be shocked if he plays centre half against Colchester. That's fine. <laughs> no, yeah, you're probably. No, right. I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not advocating that he should. I'm just saying that if it comes out the team that he's playing centre back with Batongan, that would not shock me at all. No, no. Colin Bathman of Richards in midfield though. I mean, yeah. Celso's out, but you know you got Lucas Lamella. Yeah, him too. So great. <laughs> Winks as well. The Winks has had an incredible oh, start to the season. Yeah. So good. And Skip as well, so. Soko's, he's had a really good start again. I think so? Yeah. The Arsenal game was pretty awful. I didn't think, I don't agree with you at all. I thought he was okay in a game that we got to want a new one. Yeah, I thought, I thought, yeah, we're going back a few weeks now, but yeah, I thought he was all right, and I thought he played well against Palace. The idea scenario is when we're at home against teams we should be, he doesn't play. And when we need to kind of be a bit more defensive, he's he's there and smashing people up like a legend. Got a question from I Behaver. He says, uh, "Would you take a free flat for? <clears throat> would you take a free flat for life right next to the Emirates if you could never have sex without a condom ever again?" <laughs> no, no, you have to live next door to the Emirates. Do you have to live there, or can I just rent it out? It says you can have a free, you can take a free okay, flat for life. So what's the answer? That's prime real estate, so I take that, rent it out. Thanks very much. Well, you're right, sex with condoms. Well, this it is doesn't bother me. Yeah, with or without, with a condom, I don't care. And it holds a goal. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Mouth, nose, ear. Oh, so that so even if I'm getting my dick sucked, I've got to wear a condom. Yes. Oh, okay. 
That would be. Oh, I don't think I've ever. I'm had, a, I don't I'm, think I've ever had a blowjob with a, with a condom. When I was younger, I think because like when they do sex the education age. at school, they're like yeah. girls are like, oh, you've got to put a condom. And you're like, I don't think that not works. For, not for the mouth, love. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it over my head going, really? Is this working? <laughs> He's dying. <laughs> Suffocating. Uh, round the table, yes or no? Uh, probably have to say yes. Yeah. No. I'd say absolutely not. So what's the prediction for the for the Impiato um, Plus game? Uh, I would say 1-0. Uh, I'd say 2-2. Two, 1-0 two. Uh, Spurs. It's horrible, those the early European ties. Mm. They're always played under uh, like a... Do you remember the Werder Bremen game? Yeah, I do. The uh, two were we two up or were they two up? We were two up. We and then Ma- it the Marco Marin happened. Yeah. Running things. Yeah. He was quality. You know, Crouch had a chance at two 0 to make it three. We also yeah. drew two away from home as well. Crouch Twenty that, in the away game against yeah. Bremen. Yeah, we, that's the game we're talking about. The away. Yeah, the oh, away was, game. That so, was our first game. So what did we do at home? Game. What did we do at home against who? Bremen. We won. Mm. Okay. Cabal scored. But Cabal scored. They, uh, that that um, Champions League qualifying group, you set the record for the amount of goals scored, I think. Really? I think we're the only team that scored plus two goals in in every game. That, that sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because yeah. we needed to, because we kept conceding about yeah. 100 a game. Yeah, it's horrendous. <laughs> uh, news and articles. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino says, I was speaking to David Beckham and he told me he wished he was still played football and that he played for Spurs because the stadium is amazing. He said that he wished he was still a player to, and to play for you. It's nice of him. Yeah, it's nice of him. Could have played for us when he was a kid, little rat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, come when we need you, not yeah. when you're fucking retired, 40 years old. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's all yeah. good, well and good saying it now. I mean, so, so we're booing that one? Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, you can boo it for a <laughs> I, know, I know you're dying to bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I, I've left it. If you get comedy like buzzers that make sounds, I'm all in. But mm. I'm not making the sounds myself. No, I didn't realise it was such a bad idea. <laughs> uh, I still don't think it's that bad idea, but whatever. Uh, Spurs reportedly offered Christian Eriksen a new contract worth 230k a week, uh, including bonuses. That sounds exactly the right thing you yes. should be doing. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. I had a bit of a debate about this on Saturday. Go on. 230 grand for him what do you mean for him you, you ain't paying it to who cares I was mean for him I don't know I just don't think I mean that's madness but then when you when how, we, how is any of that man it says including bonuses so he probably never hit those bonuses so he's probably going to get about 150 so. mate I don't what, so you saying we should let him go for free if he can sign him on a new contract what, what amount of money would you Spend if it was your money, and you. Were... I'm, I'm one of these people. Like, if you don't want me, then fuck off. And that's how I feel about Ericsson. But he hasn't said that. He hasn't mm. said he wants you don't to... need to. Your body language says it all, mate. It's not Say not... nice things. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that you love me. He's done nothing wrong. Yeah, I, I thought um, I thought he was amazing on Saturday, and he showed exactly why he's worth two hundred and thirty grand a week. I don't give a shit if we paid him five hundred grand a week. I'm not paying it. I want him to play for my team so that we're a better team. That's what it boils down I think to. More importantly than keeping Christian Eriksen, it's about us making a statement, mm. and that at this point in his contract, that we are going. to go in and secure him for another three years yeah. or four years. That's a massive statement because there is this looming issue of Jan Vertonghen, yeah. Erold and Ericsson and we need to solve these problems. I yeah. don't know how we do it. Vertonghen, I'd assume, isn't going to get a new contract. He said recently about how much he loves playing for Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. Erold, again, like player of his quality, it's going to cost us a fortune. Mm-hmm. So we need to solve at least two of those issues. The thing is, like, with all three of them, 
the amount you'd spend in wages, even if you quadrupled their wages, to replace those three players, you'll spend more on transfer fees alone mm. than you would on the extra wages you'd have to pay them to keep them for the extra couple of years. So fucking pay them whatever they want. Uh, Genuinely. Really, really? I don't give a shit. Pay them whatever they want. I don't think that's the good... Put a condom on their head, I'll suck them off, just give them what they want. <laughs> if that was the signing on bonus, then I'll, I'll be up for that, but I, <laughs> I, I don't think that's good business acumen. No. <laughs> Levy's there going, well, we could just give them like a couple of extra grand a week. No, there's a guy here saying he'll suck them off as yeah, long as they wear bring him in. condom on his head. Like, he's massive. It's like entertainment, <laughs> 720s all over again. <laughs> Hugo Reese says, on the project at Tottenham, I'm involved in a project and I know that I'm less likely to win trophies here than at another club, but that doesn't stop me. Far from it. You go. Where you at, T? That's kind of divided people a bit, isn't it? I mean, if he was any good, the elite club would have gone in from, but they haven't. So we're stuck with us not winning trophies. I don't know how I feel about our captain saying that, though. Because if Danny Rose said that, then it might not have gone down so well. But, 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 but would, you, would you want him to do what the, all the other cunts have done and just leave for, for, for better things? If he wants to. The, the thing and is, I say, if you don't fucking want to be at Spurs and fuck off, <laughs> he, he made it clear he off. wants to be. Because he's, he's got a the, choice. He said, he said that, I don't. He does have a choice. Yeah. He doesn't. Well, of course, there are clubs out there that would sign him. The out. big dogs don't want him. Look, the fact is, if his what, agent got on the phone to Pep and went, "I'll be number two at, mm. at City," and well, I'll take and I'll take that, a, and I'll take a pay cut. He's not going to say that. It's a bit like Kane saying, "Yeah, I pay for pay five grand a week." Do you not think that 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 statement shows that he's? invested in what we're doing mm. or do you actually genuinely believe that he realises that he's not going to get anything else other than Tottenham and that's why he said it's curry favour I don't yes is that what you believe yeah but I'm not I'm not I'm not mad at it I mean I don't I don't know if we can get a better keeper than Hugo easily and I don't think he's going to play for a better club than us so here we are <laughs> 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 I'm so the other side of that yes, coin. Me too. I'm 100%. looking at going. I, I've won the World Cup with France, and I'm I'm in the top six best keepers in the world. I could go to other clubs that are equally as on the same level, but have more chance of winning their domestic leagues. He could go to PSG and win the league. He could. They would sign him. I don't believe that. Well, I don't know who the goalkeeper is. Uh, they got Navas now. He's Trump. better than him. But the Real Madrid teaser. Yeah, Kay Levis. Yeah, fuck him. Um, I, I just liked it. He didn't have to say it. It felt like he's on board. Who's number one at Juventus? Chesney. He's better than Chesney. No, Buffon. No, Buffon's yeah, no, like at 50. PSG. No, 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 no he went back, back to Juventus. All oh, right, okay. Well, he's, yeah, he's about 100 years old. <laughs> he is about 100 years old. So he could go there and win the league. That's what I'm saying. But he doesn't want to, he stays because he believes in the project. Exactly. Yes. He's that's, fully coised. And that's the final line. Yeah, and that's, that. and that's the real quiz. That's the bottom line. Because. Because. Stephen Stephen Austin shit man. <laughs> Stone Cold says that. I do like the, the, yeah. the, because Stone Cold says that. Like the punch oh, fuck's sake. So, All right, Can Summers on Twitter he says if you're oh my god. <laughs> so I feel like we should do some no eyes bar. So this this is the kind of shit that we get um, and, and, and stuff that we answer on no no holds bar podcast. Which yeah, is, but sometimes you got to give people a taste. Yeah, you? absolutely. But behind the Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash the fighting cop. If you want to hear us answer this type of stuff for about 45 minutes he might not be a patron then well fucking if he wants to hear this shit then he, sh- he yeah. should be Can Summers he says if your other half died on the shitter and they came to take her away etc how long would you leave it before you flushed the loo <laughs> fuck's sake when I read it I'm Obviously, I made a weird noise. <laughs> My shoulders are shaking in the office, and I read it because 
<laughs> because what, what's happened is obviously you're going through the horrible experience of losing losing someone you deeply love. Yeah. But also there's a mess in the toilet that eventually needs to be dealt with. Yeah. And the act of flushing the loo is almost flushing her existence. Yeah. Like the final part of her existence. At one point in time, that was in her body, and now it's in like it's next to you. It's with you. Mm. And if yeah, if you're symbolically, you're flushing away the last remnants of her existence. Right. So how long? Probably a day. <laughs> a day. So well, there's hairs of her and fibres of her on the ass. I mean, I know it's a bit dexterous CSI, but... <laughs> I reckon... Yeah, I've got pictures and stuff. I mean, it's not like the only thing that I've got. Alright, just straight in. <laughs> just straight in. Get get rid of the, the poo. I'd poo on top of it. Like, but, but, what? You poo on top of it? So you can be together forever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd just build up a mound of poo. Yeah. Um, yeah, just... a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in a metal piece. Yeah, ten years ago I lost you and now I've got this massive pile of shit to remember you by. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, yeah, I just want it. I want, want the mask on. Like, get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, if if she's died of doing the shit, it's got to go immediately. And that to be honest, be if that's. I mean, if she created that and it killed her, exactly. I'm not sure I'd want to be of her anyway. Yeah, exactly. So you wouldn't. No. So okay. I'd say within like t- about twenty-eight minutes of, a, of the paramedics leaving. Yeah, once they say like that's good, like the scene's clear. Gone Wouldn't they flush it though? Wouldn't it be their job? Maybe. Surely, it, maybe, yeah. surely one of the paramedics would go, better flush that. Yeah, that's rank. Let's get rid of that. Okay. Okay, good. Thank you, Can Summers. <laughs> fucking freak. Sicko. Spurs shout on Twitter. He says, if you could rewatch a half of football from the weekend on repeat, which one would you? Which one would you? Spurs first half against Palace, Woolwich second half against Watford, Man City first half against Norwich. You, honestly, the, Probably the Arsenal way. <laughs> I think I'm the same, I'm sorry. It was so good. <laughs> Especially because they were 2-0 up. And just to see them fall apart. You know when... Because um... I've, I've seen Spurs do that many, many times. You know his anniversary of Adebayor doing the slide-in celebration yeah. by Arsenal yeah. fans? Yeah. Never let me watch it, you see something new. Mm. So if you watch the after we watch, you see new faces in the crowd. Never in their bruised banana shirts. Yeah, you know, probably got the scarves around their wrists like yeah. those weirdos do. Mm. Just a devastation on their face. <laughs> did you see? Um, did you see um, that he Instagrammed it? Who? Adibayo. Oh shit! Yes, yes. And, and he owned it. <laughs> and and the, their fans were going like, like, what is this like? How, how disrespectful of you? Like, yeah, how, yeah. are you a professional footballer? He was like, your mum. <laughs> yeah. I disrespect your mum. Brilliant. I just got off your mum. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> so pathetic but so beautiful yeah. you know what the best thing is Flo, I don't know if you caught it at the end this is meant to be my day off she's dropped as a bundle what's your what's your, uh, your lasting feeling about Adipoyo um, I'm thinking about that it's a good warm one but um, oh, I don't know it's an enigma really I think there's a story that we just will never know you know how the shoot on the on the bus affected him. Mm. But from my Spurs point of view, I, I, I liked him. He done well for us, yeah. He scored some. But I think he would left at the right time because that's yeah. when Pot started to mm. put his own thing in. And finally, an American yido, idiot, American idiot. So like American idiot. Mm. Yeah, so like Green Day. Is it Green Day? Yeah. 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 Why is it like, like people putting time into? You hate puns. What I've discovered. He really does. I'm yeah. a massive fan of them. It's yeah. like they're like. You, who's the comedian you really like? Tim Vine. Mate, yeah, gar- him. absolute garbage. I was like, like extremely pissed up the other night, <laughs> and I was, I was watching, I was flicking through 
not porn, yeah. but the te- television. And um, Tim Vine's new football show came on, and I was watching it, and I thought, I'm going to get tea. I was like, this is your favourite comedian. How fucking, like, you're pathetic. And he went, what's the name of the show? I went, I actually watched it at the end, it was quite good. <laughs> yeah, but you, yeah, it's fucking bollocks. Anyway, uh, American Idiot. He says, uh, there's been plenty of outlandish things said on the pod. What would someone have to do or say to be kicked off? Ooh. I mean, back in the day... Um, Anything went. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I, I don't think. It, it'd be something that would um, impact our friendship. That, yeah. That's what it would be. If, yeah. Like, if someone was <laughs> had said something that we all felt was out of order and it impacted how we... Um, interact with each other yeah then that would be an issue but yeah like if it went it's sort of personal things about each other rather than just like <clears throat> abstract concepts about life then I think that's fair enough to get pied off like I don't want to hang around with you anymore yeah crap. well I think that you know we know that one member of the podcast when he has a, a beer and Spurs lose that he gets a bit outlandish on Twitter and a few people did DM me to say that that person should be removed from the podcast go. but yeah. I mean, that's never going to happen. Also, it was a joke. It was a joke. A bad one. I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> and ill-timed. <laughs> all those things are true, but you are allowed to joke about horrible things. I, I think you... Absolutely, you are. But I also think that you have to be accepting of the reaction. Oh, for sure. That's the thing. For sure. You have to be able to take it. You can't complain about feeling this speech then complain when you either get a smack in the face or a board of abuse on exactly. the Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and more of that on uh, No Holds Barred. Yeah, about to record. I'm going to say something fucking mental. I'm going to try and get kicked off. Uh, yeah. So if you want to listen oh, to me, I'm, I'm going to try and get kicked off. Yeah, good. So John Bassett and Dave Chappelle now. <laughs> yeah. Getting cancelled. Let's yeah. talk about Dave Chappelle in a bit. Yes. Oh fuck yeah. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse meatball sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.